NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! As an adult, don't we all miss spring break? Nothing like taking a week off from all your responsibilities. Well, here's the next best thing for adults, a spring break from house payments. SaveWithConrad.com can help you get rid of all your credit card debt, just like that. We're routinely helping our listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this, but check this out. No house payments for two months at SaveWithConrad.com. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to To Be The Man. And of course, the Nature Boy and the rest of the wrestling world are all in Los Angeles, California, because this weekend is WrestleMania 39. And in the main event of night one, we know Charlotte Flair will be defending her SmackDown women's title against Rhea Ripley. And everybody's curious what's going to happen on Sunday night with Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. We'll find out this Sunday. Rick is already in Los Angeles, so we thought today... Let's get you in the mood for a little WrestleMania 39 action by revisiting some WrestleMania stories here on to be the man. We'll be back next week with a brand new show and a reaction to all the fallout from WrestleMania 39 right here on to be the man. But in the meantime, let's get ready for WrestleMania with some WrestleMania stories from the greatest of all time. The nature boy, Ric Flair. Yes. Took on such a, a realism, you know, that it was just, and it was hard enough to get caught up in it. And I, and of course, when I get, you know, when that, when that kind of stuff and that kind of emotion starts to, you know, to happen, see, for me, I don't fight it. Cause I mean, it, to me, it, if you don't resist it, it helps it. The more you get into it, the more you, you know, become part of it, dude, it just works better. You know what I mean? And that's, and uh, again, that's why to this day, there are a bunch of dudes who think they're big, bad, rough and tough. But every one of them will look at you and go, dude, I cried when you looked at Richard Bolden and you loved him. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, everybody did, yeah. <laughs> Including me. <laughs> yeah, no, but I did yeah. too. But that was, that, was the, that was the point of all of that, was to tap in to yeah. something so much bigger, uh, you know, in all of us. And it, and it was. It was you know, everything about that match was to tap in to the 15-year-old boy and every person that's ever watched a wrestling match. You know what I mean, and, yeah. and so, uh, and that, and again, that that's something I feel like we did, and that's why I'll always, that will always be one of my most, you know, proudest, most memorable moments ever, because it's where you know, it was the culmination of you know of of everything that you loved about old wrestling manifested yeah. itself in a, in a wrestling in a wrestling match at WrestleMania. If you think about it. I was fifty nine years old, and sometimes I look back and say I couldn't have possibly been fifty. I was fifty nine years old in 2008 and uh but i was still in decent shape i mean i certainly uh had some cosmetic issues but I, as far as working out i was in good shape <laughs> not saying i was the cosmetic uh cover of uh, muscle fitness or anything but i could i could still i could still walk around without wearing my shirt <laughs> and so yeah and then and then they go out there in front of seventy eight thousand people and i've told this story a thousand times but i'll, I'll get to it again First of all, when we went around with Michael Hayes was our agent, and we, you know, went and talked and sat down and whatever. He he started the first day we got there in Orlando. He said, "Listen, you're gonna do something you've never done in your life. You're just gonna keep your mouth shut and listen to this." 
He was serious. He just yeah. keeps your mouth shut. Listen, I put a lot of thought time into this. I didn't fly over here from Texas to have you keep me shit. This is what we're doing, and this is it. <laughs> and then I'm telling you, we're standing in a gorilla, and he's jumping around, and I'm going, he comes to the date. That's it. Remember what I told you? Just keep your mouth shut. Let's do it. <laughs> I was trying to cry last day before I got in the lounge. <laughs> <laughs> On Tuesday, this will be their night. Or when I said we got there Wednesday, he said, you just keep your mouth shut this week. Do something you've never been able to do. Just shut yeah. up and listen. Learn this. Get it down. And, it's <laughs> and, and I did I did forget a couple of days when he, he told me in the ring. He, uh, he said, hey. A B C D dumbass. <laughs> you just you just missed B. <laughs> I was I was so wired for sound though. I mean I just I knew I knew exactly this I've I've never been so sure of anything in my life. I do if we do this, this is gonna be epic. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was I tremendous. Found. I'll tell you something, Conrad, and I think I've told you this, Conrad, but Sean knows this, too. It's like you never know. You think, oh, my God, and you're so wrapped up in the emotion. But when you know when you walk back in that, through that curtain and in the gorilla and everybody is going crazy, is it something good has come down? Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, there was a time in my life, and I'm sure Sean still feels that way now. I mean, I've had some very – I've had, and it's, as I thought Sean was going to address earlier, I've had some – times where I was very insecure as I got older because people kept telling me I was old, you know, just, and I don't have to go down the memory lane with that, but, um, um, but it made me insecure and it made me insecure about my ability, even though I could still really perform the age where it hit me so many times from so many different angles. So, um, but it didn't even, but I came through that curtain and I, I know Sean walked back there saying, man, this was great. You know what I mean? But I've had so many people over the years tell me it was great, but I didn't know if it was good or bad. I mean, I knew it was highly emotional. I knew the crowd was into it huge. I knew that Sean had performed like nobody else. But to, to, to walk back through that curtain, and you had to be there, Conrad, to understand that the whole company was there waiting for us. Not, not just the guys, the technical people. The whole company was lined up the whole length of the hallway. Remember, Sean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just and I and I went, God, you know, I, I guess I guess it all worked out right. And then Sean pulls me aside. He says, before you get busy with your family, I want to talk to him a minute. So I thought, you know, he's either going to tell me what I didn't do right, and you know, I, you know, I kind of I didn't know what he was going to say. He and he says, come here. We went back there, and he opened up his bag and takes out two green boxes with Rolex on them, and says, here, I want you to have this for me, and hence the uh, the Rolex stories. I mean, unbelievable. A $65,000 watch. Well, Conrad, you've seen it. Yeah. Sean has the same one. Sean, I, tell, uh, tell us about that. How did it, it come about? Uh, Sean did that. Oh. I didn't I didn't ask for it. <laughs> I would have. <laughs> no, you know what? I mean, it was something when I when I knew, we, you know, I knew probably, I guess, you know, at least a month in advance that we were going to have this match. And, and, and I, you know, it, it was important to me. You know, I mean, this was, this was, uh, you know, look, I, I, I've taken all of my WrestleMania matches seriously. Um, you know, I probably, uh, take one, I thought, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of taking one, uh, majority of my wrestling matches way too serious. 
Then I take my, you know, raw matches too serious. And then my pay-per-view matches even more serious. And then my WrestleMania matches way, uh, way, 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 uh, probably unhealthily, uh, too serious. <laughs> and so, and then, and then of course I took this one with Rick. Uh, it was, it was important to me. And so, uh, you know, I want, I, I wanted to know how I could feel about this would be special. And then of course, again, we went back to, me being 15 and I just thought you know what what I'd like to do is us to have you know matching Rolexes I want to be the limousine riding Rolex where we were dealing to steal some of the gun just one time with him and uh you know I, I and and so you know and I wanted to get them done a certain way and, and something that would be memorable that we'd remember forever and, and engrave something on them and and so uh you know, it, 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 you know, I, I went, went, went to the, you know, this, these jewelers that uh, I know pretty well and asked them if they could look this is what I'm thinking about doing and can you get this done? The only thing they couldn't get done, that's why we have the 24 on there. I was going to do it at the Roman numerals and there just isn't enough room. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> to do it, that, that it would be, you know, sort of legible that you could see it. Um, uh, and so, you know, so we, we uh, got it done. And, and like I said, I was, then it was a matter of, like, oh, how do I give them to them? And, you know, I, I didn't know, obviously, when it, I just figured we'd do it when it came back. And But then, you know, you come back, and, of course, everybody's back there. And, and uh, you know, and then again, it was it was an emotional night for him. I knew it was going to be a long night for him. And then, so I just, you just, I need just five minutes of your time, and I wanted to, you know, express to him what not just the match meant to me, but what you know he's meant to me, certainly professionally over the years. And then, of course, on top of that, to have grown into you know having a real friendship, a real life friendship with this guy that you know you used to just sit there and watch on TV. You know, and, uh, and, uh, right. you, know, you know, my official, my official role was the last two years there, right? With 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 uh, with uh, Sean. No, you know what it was, right? No. Or order room service for eleven. Oh yeah, he'd go Nate's room service. Yeah, what do you want? I'll take a double chicken feed there, two shrimp cocktails, a plate. <laughs> my job was to call the hotel because he was always on last if I wasn't with him. Call the hotel, have room service delivered, put in his room by the time he got back. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's so fun to to watch these old matches with you and get to relive these big moments. Oh. And uh, Meltzer says this one stole the show. He says, WrestleMania 24 saw the show stolen emotionally by Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels, but the event was more of a stage show where the event took precedence over all but two of the matches. Then when he broke down your match, which went 20 minutes and 23 seconds, uh, he loved it. He gave it three and a half stars and he says uh, really great storytelling and you have to give flair all the credit for going a long, hard 20 minutes with no resting. And the finish of the match is probably one of the more iconic things in the history of WrestleMania. When Sean mouthed the words, I'm sorry, I love you. Did you know, I mean, had you guys discussed that ahead of time or did it just happen? It just happened. That would never, I, you can't rehearse that. No, that was, uh, something that people will talk about for a long, long time. And I have to admit here in 2008, I wasn't even watching wrestling. 
but I would still try to get together with my friends and watch WrestleMania. I would miss some here or there, but this was one I was not going to miss. And I think the whole world knew that this was going to be your last match. It didn't probably make sense for you to win here. Was there ever any other creative discuss? Did anybody say, Hey man, we could get a little more juice out of this? No, no, they, they, they were, and I was happy with, it. I just, I win or lose has never meant anything to me. No, it's just, um, I was just so honored. Once again, once I saw the people reacting, it just was even more overwhelming. You never, I mean, you walk out that door, you don't know what they're going to do. And then when I see this, hell, I was crying, walking to the ring. Well, there you are in that retirement robe. That robe is now in the Smithsonian, uh, but you can get an exact replica of it. And I think it's the best replica robe I've ever seen over at starcastmerch.com. I want to explain WWE had planned that launch right before Rick wound up leaving WWE. And when he left, of course, they pulled down all of his merch. So as a result, the company only ever made 500 of these and they sold less than a hundred. So there's about 400, less than 400 or a little over 400 rather of dead stock out there. And, and we have it. So this is your last chance to not only get that belt, but that robe, it's going to be one of the more, uh, prized collectibles as a Ric Flair fan. And we're selling it for the original WWE price of nine 99 over at starcastmerch.com. A pretty fun robe, and it feels like a tribute to your Starcade 83 robe, but a little modernized from redheaded Stitch Terry, I believe, right? Terry made it yeah, absolutely beautiful. Well, and she worked on it right up to the last minute, too. It was, it was pushed. It was, it's absolutely beautiful. And that robe lives on, you know, years later, your daughter Charlotte would actually have some remnant pieces from this robe put on one of her robes. So yeah. what a cool story, and you can be a part of that story at starcastmerch.com. Was there any other ref ever considered for this besides Charles Robinson? I don't think so. Look, look at the gang there. Oh my God. How cool is that, man? Yeah. So proud of all of them. What a reception here you're getting too. tons of signs in the crowd. Flair will never retire Flair forever. The world's biggest woo. I mean, this is, uh, the talk of this show all these years later, when people talk about WrestleMania 24, they don't talk about edge and undertaker. They talk about this match. I understand why they made the decision for that one to close, but emotionally this was it. Wasn't it? Oh yeah. I, I, I told this to you recently. I think they gave, they offered that main event spot to me. I mean, and I, I actually think that I just said, absolutely not. The champion's got to go on last, but, I think they were so good to me back then, you know, not that they are now. I'm just saying, um, in, in that time frame, they, I, I mean, Vince McMahon has just always treated me with such, <clears throat> such respect. <clears throat> and by the way, he continues to behind the scenes, but that's a story for another day. Uh, let's talk about those. Oh, absolutely does now too. That's what I'm saying. Those trunks that you're wearing, you told me once upon a time, this is the only time you ever wore that type of material, right? Mm -hmm. I think yeah. normally you had K and H make it, which is some sort of different fabric, but these are a little different, right? Yeah. Yeah. They sure are. Terry made them. Feeling each other out here, getting going. Where does uh, Sean rank as far as your all-time favorite opponents? I know you had some classics with Terry Funk and Ricky Steamboat and a whole bunch of other folks, but not as well, far as the best I, opponent, but just for you. 
he and Steamboat are the two best workers in the business ever mm-hmm. to this day. Steamboat Rick uh, and Sean will get the edge because he can work he can work both ways. Whereas Rick Ricky would never have been a good heel in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, just so handsome and I mean, Ricky's just such a nice guy. There's there's no heel in him. There, uh, uh, Sean, you know, um, is it, it, he just got that? I don't know what it is that so much about him is just great. I mean, I can't. What do you say about it? It's just, you know, I can remember when Reed asked me, "Dad, can you do a moonsault?" I said, "Moonsault? Why? 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 Why?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Sean was innovative. He started doing stuff. It's it's phenomenal. He was just a well. He's still. I I've been with them all. He's the best worker of all time. Man, oh man, do I love talking about Henson shaving? I absolutely love this razor. It's the best shave of my life. And it's also cheaper than what I've been doing. I had a shave earlier today. My barber actually uses a Henson razor. Now I showed her and she could not believe the difference. Seriously. This is the best razor we've ever used. That's why you got to meet Henson shaving. Hanson shaving is a family owned aerospace parts manufacturer. That's made parts for both the international space station and the Mars Rover. And now they're bringing precision engineering to your shaving experience. You see razor blades are like diving boards. The longer the board, the more the wobble, the more the wobble, the more likely you are to get nicks, cuts and scrapes. You see a bad shave isn't a bad blade problem. It's an extension problem. By using aerospace grade CNC machines, Henson makes metal razors that extend just 0.0013 inches, which is less than the thickness of a human hair. And that means a secure and stable blade with a vibration free shave. And it gets better. The razor also has built in channels to evacuate hair and cream, which makes clogging virtually impossible. Seriously, Henson shaving wants the best razor, not the best razor business. That means no plastic, no subscriptions, no proprietary blades, no planned obsolescence. The Henson razor works with a standard dual edge razor blade to give you that old school nature boy shave with the benefits of new school tech. And once you own a Henson razor, check this out. It's only three to $5 a year to replace the blades. I have to admit I was blown away by this. I have hammered it enough around the office. My dad finally said, okay, I give, I'll, I'll check it out. So I went and I actually saw how affordable the razor is because I was lucky. They sent me a free one to vet. I fell in love and I ordered one for the office. I ordered one for my shave kit. Even my barber got one And Yes. Dad has one too. You're going to love it because seriously, three to $5 a year for blades. Think about how much you've spent on blades in your lifetime, three to five bucks a year. Bam. Not only is it better, it's also cheaper. And that's why it's time to say no to subscriptions and yes to a razor that will last you a lifetime. Visit hensonshavingcom slash flare to pick the razor for you. Be sure to use the code flare and you'll get two years worth of blades for free with your razor. Just make sure to add them to your cart. That's 100 free blades. When you head to H E N S O N S H A V I N G.com slash flare and use the promo code flare. Flare fan on Twitter wants to know, was there anyone else other than Sean considered for this match? Triple H, Randy Orton, etc. I think just Hunter. Yeah. I don't think Randy. No. Um, I wrestled Randy on the way through. Randy was. Gracious enough to, oh, God, good. he broke, he cracked a rib right there. Yeah, that was a legit injury. That is not good. My God. And he wrestled another 20 or 10 minutes. I mean, it's crazy. When that happens, where does your mind go? When you see your opponent get injured for real in the match, but you're about halfway through, 
what's crossing your mind at the time? Just how important is it that I've got to take care of them? Yeah. You know, I asked him, I rolled him in. I said, you can you do this? You know what I mean? And he was, there was no stopping him. Uh, Drew wants to know, can you compare and contrast the difference between working with Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart? What were their similarities and what were their differences? Oh, night and day, two completely different styles. Sean, like I said, Sean can do it all. Brett, Brett's a hell of a worker, but he, he's, he's not Shawn Michaels. And that's, that's not disrespectful to Brett. Who is Shawn Michaels? This stuff, like, I mean, you don't, I mean, I, Brett doesn't do that. I didn't do that. No. I mean, you see some of the guys doing it now, but Sean was way ahead of his time. Alex Rogers wants to know what was more special hall of fame, this match with Sean or the next night on raw. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't judge between the three. They were all special. Trevor the, wants to know, was there ever any alternative ending discussed for this match? No. It was no. always going to be the super kick. It, it was time to go. And I look at it now and I, and I, you know, I'm hope I'm hoping that I can move around this good in in Nashville. That's what I'm hoping for. You know, the fact that I the only difference is I just haven't done it, but I'm I'm not like I'm not like 1985 or 89 Ric Flair in this match by any means either. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, but I had Shawn Michaels to work with, which made it easy. Yeah, and, and if me just going over and taking a few bumps, you know, that is, it's it, because of the the pacemaker, and I, I just had to make sure that, um, you know, I, I I clearly it's been un, it's been misunderstood and misstated. I asked four different doctors what they thought, and the only one the only one I was happy with was the guy that said, yeah, there's enough scar tissue built around it to hold it in place. That's the only issue. My back is fine. My neck is fine. My, my elbows. I'm, I'm the luckiest son of a bitch alive to have taken the bumps I took over the years um, and not have any problems, not to mention the airplane crash, you know? Yeah. I mean, relatively, based on what you've told me, pain free with the exception of, you know, yeah. a, a tricky shoulder every now and again, right? Yeah. yeah but that's, um, uh, Well, that's a right-hand punch right there. <laughs> that I can still do. Yeah, I don't think we're going to have to worry about you. Uh, Carl Hayes says, Sean has gone through different heel and face roles. If you took his best version and put it in the 80s Jim Crockett promotions era, would he have been better as a horseman or aligned with Dusty versus the horseman? Oh, he's a horseman. Are you kidding? Back in the 80s? Yeah, he used to have fun, you know. He, oh, yeah. Um, you know, he just he's uh, decided to make a change in his lifestyle, which, you know, it, everybody goes through it. What they need to do to make themselves happy, but he's Christ, he's been a great horseman. Are you kidding? Yeah, Sean used to have fun. He likes to drink and likes to go out and party and that. Sean Daniels wants to know, were you able to make out what Sean was saying? I'm sorry. I love you. Yes. Or could you not really tell at the time? Absolutely. Yeah. He blames me for not catching enough of him there. 
<laughs> John, I'm 59. Not Willie Mays in the outfield. <laughs> Let's see a replay here. See, I could have stepped a little more. <laughs> I, admit, I admit it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Braden wants to know how much was the bar tab this night after your match was shown? Oh, the bar tab after this night was shown. Um, Absolutely. You know, remember, um, I think Floyd Mayweather was here on this card too, right? right. Yeah. Him and Big Show. Yeah. Oh my God. It's the damnest thing of all time. Uh, there was no bar tab because it was all on Vince. What a party. God, that's back when they had these great parties afterwards, you know, and it, you know, everything changed with the advent of social media and all that. But I mean, it just Vince. I mean, they they spent no. They still don't spare any expense for the show. They just they just don't in, in, endorse the big big time party and all that. Because what happens is ultimately you end up with so many um, fans getting in. You know that that aren't and, and they're meant for the guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. And ultimately, so many friends and family are come in that it's not it's not the same, and you can't enjoy yourself. And you guys are getting going now. Looks like he's uh, going to be setting up the big elbow. If I had to guess, uh, lots of fun comments about your, uh, your gear here. Uh, Chip Maxley wants to know though, when Sean crashed and burned on the springboard moonsault, where he landed on the announcer table with his ribs, did you think he might not be able to continue the match? I mean, there's no way that Sean was going to bail. I, right. I thought that for five seconds, but I know him better than that. There's no way he's not, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be, um, he wouldn't be the great, the great that he is if he, if he didn't. Um, yeah, he would have found a way to get through. That's who he is. He's, he's a trooper and a half. Every time I hear these stories about him doing something that, that, you know, that someone said he faked this, they're full of shit. Shawn Michaels is a fucking man. where we where it feels like oh this is going to be it here comes the super kick and he hesitates that was all his idea that was great david carr wants to know what's sean's best asset as a worker everything about him (laughs) i can't sing out one thing just he's just the greatest Uh, Adam Simon wants to know, did Sean say anything when you came out of retirement for the Hulkamania tour of Australia in 2009? No, he knew that. I, the only reason I ever worked ever again, guys, is very simply divorce. That's the only reason I ever went back to work anywhere. Paying lawyers and paying alimony. And that, that's just basically the honest to God truth. That, that, can, that can kill you. You start doing 50% of everything four different times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris Mason says, gents, I just met the lady who is now my wife when this show was on. She'd never watched wrestling before. I showed her this match and she was hooked on the drama and the story told by both of you. 
not really a question just to thank you for the years of entertainment. This night was no different. And you made a new fan that night. Enjoy your last match, Rick. You deserve it. So lots of sentiments like that, that we've read over this last week. Um, it's got to make you feel good to have people go out of their way to just thank you for the memories and show you all the respect that you've clearly deserved for decades now. You have no idea. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to put it into words. It's just, uh, it means more than memorabilia. It means more than anything. Uh, Michael says, uh, how much of the tribute on raw the next night? Did you know of the show in advance? Like I would guess you knew about steamboat, Harley, the horseman, et cetera. We're going to come out. No, nobody. I okay. didn't know. I didn't know it was a noon that day. I had no idea who was there. Undertaker and Vince coming now after raw and off the air though. How cool was that? The coolest of all. Yeah. The coolest of all. Yeah. And to think I could screw all that up just because I got married twice to make two terrible mistakes in marriage, but that's who I was. There's that figure four. And look at the fans. Boy, they're with it. Yeah. It was crazy. Look at himself. He just he just knows what's going on in the business. He gets it. If you can if, if the guys understood that <laughs> This is right here, Sean. He's making the people believe it. Yes. I'm not doing nothing. Right. Sean fighting for it, shaking his head with the long hair. I mean, it's one of the reasons guys with long hair it could shake. I mean, it, it, people get see all that. When I used to cut myself, I just whip my hair around to throw the blood on the marks. They loved it. I haven't, I haven't got enough hair to whip it, whip it around in Nashville, but I'll have a blade. Oh, <laughs> God. Listen to you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Shit, I can't work with them if I don't cut myself. <laughs> oh, my God. I just won't take a blood thinner that day. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that I'll never forget how to do. If I see you walking around backstage beforehand with a vat of coffee, I I'm coming to get Megan to take it away. <laughs> I know yeah. you told me that used to be your trick. Just to yeah. drink a bunch of coffee before you go out there. You'll be Hell fine. yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Break a sweat and get the blade. Look at the look at the tape is on my fingers there. No oh, yeah. blade. I'll be taped up. Don't worry in Nashville. Oh man, there's the big super kick. Look at there. And man, look at the crowd just hushed. Nobody wants it to end. I think they all know what the story is going to be, but it doesn't mean they're happy about it. They don't want it. It's not going to happen on this one though. Let's track it, Steve. Is this it? <laughs> Rick Flair's in-ring wrestling life is continuing. Oh, oh. I don't think Shawn Michaels has ever delivered a more picture-perfect sweet chin music than that and it still didn't keep flair down for the three count but rip flair continues to prove why he is the man flair has survived this amazing effort by Shawn michaels mr wrestlemania couldn't pull the trigger earlier oh, finally did instinctively now hbk is tuning up the band again 
Screaming at Flair to get to his feet. Well, Flair, this may be the end of Old Yeller. Michael said that he was going to take Flair up behind the barn and put him out of his misery, but my question is, in the heart of Shawn Michaels, can he do it? Michaels has got to be conflicted. The classic Ric Flair nut shot. My God, what a reaction it got from the crowd, too. Nobody saw it coming, dude. And then Sean's going to kick out. But man, how well done was that? You know, when you get a reaction like that, you're on to something, right? Well, you know, I can do that again. <laughs> <laughs> that always gets a pop. Something else I learned from Harley. <laughs> This is uh, such an iconic match and so important in your career history and Sean's. Oh, and look at there. Figure four of his own, if you will. Man, what a, what a special moment this is. Where does this rank as far as most memorable matches for you all time? Oh, God, I can't think of one more. I actually can't. I mean, I had, you know, good matches with Harley. I, I'm obviously the ones with Steamboat I had are the best ones of my career, but I, the, the emotionally and everything, this was like, I mean, the whole world, my family's there. I mean, and, and, um, his beautiful wife is sitting right next to uh, my family. I mean, it's just, it was I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, how, how, I mean, how much better does it get? I don't remember anybody seeing anything. I watched a lot of WrestleManias, but I, I haven't seen like anything like this ever. No, it was super special. I mean, Charlotte's in the front row. Uh, my wife's in the front row. David and his wife, Robin are in the front row and there's Reed. Yep. Uh, the whole clan is there, man. And yeah, pretty cool deal. here come the chops back and forth. What's the structure of the match here as far as, oh, another super kick. There's two now. Where would we be in, uh, in wrestling, uh, terminology? What, what stage of the match would we be in right now? Home run, the home stretch. Yeah. Now we see Sean Michael scooting over to the corner and he's going to. Set up the big farewell here. Look how, look, here. How he, look how he sells to get over there. Hesitating to count. What's uh what's Sean saying to you there after the match? I love you. To make you right right now. Mm. He immediately gets out of the ring, 
want you to have your moment. You're going to get a big standing ovation here from the crowd, but you're clearly overcome with emotions and what a great finish. I'm sorry. I love you. And the super kick. I'm crying again. I watched it. What were you thinking in the ring right there? Right. This moment, what's going through your mind? I made it. <laughs> Cause I had so much lack of self-confidence going in there. It makes me cry now. I, I wanted to show the shot of my family, but there it is, that iconic replay. I'm sorry. I love you. Down goes Flair. And your chin was quivering, man. You were overcome with emotion as soon as he hit it. Yeah. Let's check it here, Steve. So what do you think, Rick, watching all this back? What a special night. What a special match. What a special moment. Mm -hmm. I wish I hadn't made the mistake in life. I had to get married again and had to work again. <clears throat> and what we're forever thankful <clears throat> to WWE and to, and, and to um, Sean and Hunter. <clears throat> they made the weekend for me. Doesn't get any bit this. Such an awesome moment, such an awesome memory. We do know that that did yeah. wind up not being the end for you. You did the Australian tour and did a handful of other things, but of course you had a little run with impact, but we're going to get to do it one last time, man. Maybe give the, uh, the storybook ending part two that we, uh, we started here. A WrestleMania 24, but man, that was special. Was it not? Yeah. Very special. And it was so cool to see the whole fam there readers there in the front row and just such a great moment for professional wrestling and Ric Flair fans. And, uh, I'm excited. We got to watch it together today, man. I don't know what I expected, but this exceeded my expectations and 
I appreciate you being a good sport and jumping on here and watching oh, a pretty emotional you. time here. Well, I love it. <laughs> you forget about times like this in your life. They were so special. <clears throat> okay. So how many of us are uh, going to LA without tickets? Uh, I must admit I am one of them, but I'm not stressing. I'm not worried. I've got the game time app. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. So I use the game time app. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets to everything you might want. Yes. Wrestling, but sports, music, comedy, man, even theater near you. They've got killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, man, you just can't beat that. So stop stressing over the tickets. Start getting hyped for all the fun you're going to have. What I like best about the game time app experience, at least from my perspective is it's easy to find and buy tickets. But here's my favorite part of that. I don't have to guess what my seat view is going to look like. They show you images of what your seat view is going to be like. That means no surprises, but you know me, I'm always uh, paying attention to the money. They offer a lowest price guarantee. They even have event cancellation protection, even job loss protection. Talk about peace of mind. Let me explain. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has the tickets that you need even up until the day of the event. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, everything. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. Now check this out. This is a guarantee you won't see everywhere. If you find the tickets in the same section and the same row for less money, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. That's peace of mind. My favorite piece though, again, I want to say again, you get images of your seats before you buy. So you know exactly what to expect before you arrive. And by the way, you can buy these tickets in a matter of seconds, seriously, two taps and you're all set. The tickets will be sent straight to your phone, snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Just download the game time app, create an account and use the code flare for $20 off your first purchase terms apply again, create an account and redeem code flare for $20 off. Download the game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We'll talk about that match. WrestleMania 18. That's one of your great WrestleMania moments. That's one of the great WrestleMania moments. Frankly, Nate, I think you were already made by then, but, uh, but what a no, great no, moment. No, that I, I was drowning in self-confidence issues. Okay. Well, go on. Talk about that. Even to the day I retired with Sean, I never got over. It's hard to explain it. Self-confidence that it's something you have to, I mean, it, I just couldn't get myself to be the best I could be. And, and then it, when I realized I could be that person, cause I didn't have any physical injuries. I just, I, 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 I'd go back to the locker room and say, God, have I just been that guy that I was the last five minutes of the match. It's, it's impossible to explain. Watch my 30 for 30 says it all. What do you remember most about that WrestleMania 18 match with the undertaker? The whole thing it was a fabulous night for me. Now undertaker. I, I knew I, the, 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 the favorite part, which I've told the story before is what he threw me in the corner and I missed the flip <laughs> and he backed me up and said, can you make it this time kid? <laughs> I'm 20 years older than him. Can you make it this time, kid? But the minute he got my flipped, he gave me the boot in the face. I got the blood. I was ready to go. <laughs> the, sooner, now, the sooner I can get to the blade, I'm, I'm good to go. 
Are, are you ever going to blame it on this podcast? Do you think that occasional one? If, if we, uh, someone tweets in, they want to see me blade, boom, I'll do it. Oh, God, don't say that. Don't say that. Now, uh, Undertaker never broke character, never did insider interviews, no. never let anyone from the outside on the inside. That's so rare today, Nate. And how valuable was that in building his brand? It was everything. It was everything. You know, I, you know, and then, he, you know, we got to the point where he just wanted to try something else that he was bored. You know, sometimes you feel like you're, you've been doing something so long in, in one character, you wanted to try something and the biker gimmick was great. But, um, because whatever, whatever a guy with that kind of skill has is always going to be great. But, um, you know, he went right back to being the undertaker and I mean, I've, I've followed it closely. Yeah. I feel like he and I are good friends, um, which is hard. Which is a very hard uh, statement to make in the business after 20, 20 some years. But um, I just, I, I, I have nothing but respect for the guy. And Michelle's cool as can be. And he's, he's, I feel like he's really at peace with himself, which is really hard to find. So when you've had a long career, it's hard to go home. You were part of his winning streak at WrestleMania, and that was great because it was organic. People didn't even realize there was a streak until it was of relatively significant length. That was a a pretty good uh, thing for him to hang his hat on, wasn't it? Oh, my God, it was everything. Every year. I think people just anticipated another great match, another great opponent. Was it the right thing when Brock beat him? I, I, don't, I don't know how to answer that. If he had to lose, Brock would be the guy to lose to him, but like that. I think that's fair. It's like when Goldberg finally lost in WCW. Yeah. I would not have beat him for quite some time longer. Who who did he lose to? They did the cattle prod finish. Remember, he lost to, I think, Kev, I think Kevin Nash beat him when Scott Hall hit him with the cattle prod. Yeah. I don't remember for sure, but, um, yeah, Bill could have gone on forever. Now, uh. One thing about the Undertaker's gimmick nature is now that he's out of the business, at least, you know, in terms of in-ring, whenever I hear him talk, it's weird to hear him talk. That's how long it was until you heard the guy talk. You always saw him in character. When you heard him talk, it, I mean, for you, it's different because you knew him. You saw him backstage. But it kind of rings funny to an observer like me. Dave McClay says, what were your plans for WrestleMania 9, or did you know you were leaving the company at that point? Had you stuck around, do you know what you would have been doing, Rick? WrestleMania nine. I mean, um, the year yeah, after January. Yeah. With Mr. Perfect. Oh, I would have been, I would have been in a, in a, in a demoted role. Vince came up to me and said, watch, watch your back. He was booking in Atlanta. Um, I know you stay in touch with them. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go young. And that meant, you know, I wouldn't be figured in. And I said, okay, thank you. And then I, that initiated the, the, uh, um, Lose or leave town or whatever match I had with Kurt on Raw on the second show. And I went back. And that was, I almost wish I'd stayed now because it was such a disaster when I got back. But, you know, if you think about it, one of the biggest mysteries to me in the history of this business, and I mean, there have been a lot of historical statements made and things said, but how does WCW go broke and end up where it is? Yeah. 
How is it possible? All that talent. I mean, it's just insanity. Think about it. It's crazy. You know, especially when you, it was Ted Turner's company. I think 1998, they had something like 50 or $60 million in profit. And then by 2000, they had lost more than that. Only one year they made money. I think. Uh, they made money in 95, 96, 97, and 98, uh, okay. but in 2000, it was such a huge loss in 2000. As the phrase goes, the worm had turned and yeah. it did not look good. Oh, I know they made money in 95. Cause that's, I, I didn't, I didn't, that we talked about that. I didn't realize that that pay-per-view with Hogan and I allowed them the budget to start doing nitro. I find out all these things 20 years later. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Bracken wants to know, you worked a lot with Randy Savage in WCW. We know that he liked to have everything planned out and you were the opposite. How did that go when you guys had a match? Any other interesting stories about Randy? No, I just like, I liked Randy a lot personally. I just told him, forget it. I wasn't going to, I couldn't work like that. I did at WrestleMania for him, but I, after that, I said, forget it. We're going to call it in the ring. I'm the, I'm the heel. You're the baby face. Anyway, just listen up. That was uh, it. Since Vince McMahon undermined the very big event, Starcade, which was really the granddaddy of them all, most folks remember this. Starcade was from 83. We didn't see WrestleMania until 85. Yeah. So, this big closed circuit pay per view type wrestling event, this is really before pay per view, but you get the idea. Starcade was there first. But once pay per view started to become more of a thing, WrestleMania became the brand. Uh, and, and I'm curious from your standpoint, Rick, when you saw that happen in 85 and you had all the pomp and circumstance of Madison square garden and the Rockettes and Muhammad Ali and just Madison square garden, did you think, uh, it's okay, but not for me, or this is an experiment, but it'll be a fly by night. He'll lose money or it won't make, what did you think of the, uh, the original WrestleMania concept? I actually, I was, you know, obviously I didn't have time to really look at it that close up, but I was happy for those guys. I'm, you know, I didn't, uh, you know, I, I knew Hulk pretty well. Of course I knew Roddy Piper was, you know, one of my closest friends in the business and I knew Orndorff real well. I knew Bobby Orton. So I'm, I was happy for those guys. I've never looked at it as being, as being anything that, that, that was bad for the business. I just, I was so proud of the fact that I was the NWA champion. And then of course that, then the first WCW, with that, with that belt that that you have, um, that I, I I didn't I didn't regret any decisions I made because I was invited to come up there in '86, the first time I think, and I, I just I couldn't leave Crockett and I couldn't leave uh, you know my friends the Four Horsemen and the, it was a I wasn't stressed out about it at all I was happy for him but I you know there's there's some untold stories that we'll talk about later on about how uh, Vince was able to make the payoffs for that, for that, uh, for that WrestleMania. And so, you know, that's just a story for another time. I, I Crockett figured into that. Trust me. Oh, in a big way. Uh, we'll talk yeah. about that and, and maybe we'll get into the business because there's been lots of sure. rumor and innuendo about the way he funded WrestleMania, but we'll talk yeah, about yeah. that as you said, down the road, but at least for now, well, I, that, that was a big payroll hit for him, man. I mean, Oh yeah. When you're paying T and Hulk and Roddy and Orndorff and Orton, I'm sure that they didn't get the same money that Roddy and Hulk did, but 
Liberace, Muhammad Ali. It was, it was a lot going on that night. It was a big gamble and it certainly paid off. WrestleMania yeah. became the brand. Uh, but, but that really leads us to where we are with what we're going to be talking about today, because once they sabotage Starcade in, in 1987, you guys have a return act. And the idea was Crockett had to go to a lot of these talent and say, Hey guys, forget the dolls, forget the cartoons, forget the lunch boxes. And I know we'll never have a show as big as WrestleMania, because at this point, WrestleMania three is in the rearview mirror and buddy, it was the watershed moment in the industry. Such a huge opportunity for licensing, not just that live gate, but just mm -hmm. the impact it had on the business at large. But what Crockett does is he says, guys, here's what I'll do. I'll put you on a guarantee and we'll start paying you based on the houses. And if we don't make this total number at the end of the year, well, we'll make it up to you. But the way we'll be able to make it up to you is we won't have one big pay-per-view event a year. We'll have four. So that was actually Crockett's idea first to have more pay-per-views than just the one WrestleMania. Of course, Vince created SummerSlam and he created Survivor Series and, and, and eventually he more than caught up. But Survivor Series was really created largely just to mess with you guys. And so when you guys do your January event, Bunkhouse Stampede, you don't just decide to run it all anywhere. We're going to run it in New York. Yeah. Uh, and, and when you run it in New York, well, what does Vince do? Well, he counter programs you. Now the pay-per-view companies won't play ball here because they've realized, wait a minute, we're the loser here. We're trying to sell as many pay-per-views as we can. We're not going to pick sides. We can't let you run a pay-per-view that same day, Vince. So Vince creates the Royal rumble just yeah. to sabotage bunkhouse stampede. And he gives yeah. it away for free on USA. Yeah. Well, now turnabouts fair play. Of course, everybody knows WrestleMania four is going to be a big happening. It's going to be at Trump Plaza, which is a, a big new building in Atlantic city. And they're going to make the macho man, Randy Savage. And it's a big opportunity, but dusty and Jim Crockett decide, Nope, now it's our turn. We have a special event. That's not a pay-per-view and we're going to put it on TBS, the Superstation, where everyone gets it absolutely free. And we're going to run heads up at WrestleMania. This is really the first time dusty and Crockett said, okay, enough's enough. Right? Yep. Yeah, I don't know if that was what the, what the thought process was because I wasn't, you know, as involved in the political process of that time. But I, uh, I knew that you know we were going head up to him, and I just, uh, I was you know like the way I am, the way I approach it, I was excited to be part of it. It's I mean, uh, you know kind of like I told Ashley. I mean, I, I've been the main event I think on ten starcades, right? But really, if you look at it compared to Ashley being the main event of two WrestleManias, what in my day, it was big, but you can't compare it to what she's doing now. Well, I'm I don't not, not changing the narrative, but I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it was huge for us. Hey, you know what all the boys and girls are going to be doing who are working on this WrestleMania show. Do you know what they packed along with all their fancy gear and all that? Do you know what is with them every step of the way during their WrestleMania journey this weekend factor America's number one, ready to eat meal kit. It's the best way to get nutritious chef prepared meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you the time and energy to tackle everything else on your to-do list. Like, you know, wrestle for the world title this weekend. You can also uh, look and feel your best. Maybe you're not a pro wrestler, but you want to look and feel your best in time for this warmer weather. Well, how about these calorie smart meals? They're like 550 calories or less, or maybe you're just too busy to cook. And I know sometimes it can be time consuming or feel like a hassle. Well, with factor, man, they make it easy. You see, you skip the trip to the grocery store. You skip the chopping, the prepping, and the cleaning up too. Factors fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. 
So all you got to do is heat and enjoy. And man, they got something for everybody, whether you're doing keto or vegan and veggie, calorie smart, or maybe you're bulking up and you want those protein plus options. They've got menu items for you each and every week. By the way, all of this is prepared by chefs and it's approved by dietitians. So each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. I should also mention if you feel like you're in a rut, that will not happen with factor. They've got 34 chef prepared dietitian approved weekly options. Think about that. 34 different options. They can even take care of breakfast too. They've got egg bites, smoothies, and more. Maybe you're looking for snacks, man, they got like four dozen of those. Maybe you want to save some cash and cut back on takeout. Well, get factor instead. Not only is factor cheaper than takeout, but the meals are ready faster than restaurant delivery. How do you beat two minutes? Oh, and I forgot to mention because all of these meals are prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, you know, that every factor meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't want. Maybe you're looking to mix it up. Well, you can even add protein to your vegan meals. Get factor. Enjoy some clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose the meals and enjoy fresh flavor packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. That's why a lot of this roster that you're going to see tearing it up this weekend, they use factor head right now to factormeals.com slash flare 50 and use the code flare 50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code flare 50 at factormeals.com slash flare 50 to get 50% off your first box. And this is going to be a big opportunity. Just the idea of clash of the champions, because in that day, you know, Crockett more so than, than even Vince McMahon at the time. They were making their money on the live events. So you want to run as many as you can get as many people in there, sell as many tickets, but that meant on TV, you usually had lots of promos and lots of uh, enhancement matches, but you didn't have big time matches with big time finishes. You didn't offer main events on free TV. Not like you do now where you can see it every Monday, Wednesday, or Friday. Um, what do you think of the idea of we're going to counter program WrestleMania and we're going to have big time matches? Um, well, you know, it's funny. I, I'm just being as honest with you. Ken. I didn't, I didn't look at it like that. Cause I wasn't, I mean, I just knew that we were in a good place and, and we still were, if we had, you know, as I've told you a hundred times that we had just stayed east of the Mississippi river, we'd probably still be in business. I mean, we were selling out everywhere and that, you know, and I don't think, I don't know if we sold out Greensboro on this event or not, but it was big. And, uh, you know, the opportunity to wrestle Sting, who I thought was going to be huge if given the opportunity. I can't remember the rest of the card, but it was strong. Oh, yeah. That, that first Clash of the Champions w- w- was indeed a, a strong card. Yeah. Uh, of course, the main event is what we're going to be talking about today. But just to, to give you the undercard, it's Mike Rotundo defeating uh, Jimmy Garvin in a college rules match. Yeah. The Midnight Express defending their United States Tag Team Championships against the Fantastics a really underrated tag team of Bobby yep. and Tommy Rogers. Uh, we got the road warriors teaming up with dusty roads in a barbed wire match to take yep. on the powers of pain and Ivan Koloff. Uh, and then Lex Luger and Barry Windham are going to pick up a win for the tag team championships over Arn and Tully. Yeah. That's a loaded card before we get to the world title. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot. No, we were good. We, and all the guys could really work back then. And I mean, like I just, as you know, I just always felt that not because the guys didn't have to, or didn't have the ability, they didn't have to work as hard up there because they were more involved in the entertainment aspect of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. 
I felt like it was a lot more political stuff going on up there and worried about who's going to do this and do that. And not that we didn't do that too, but not to the extent that was going on up there. It was, it was rough treading, man. I thought Piper would tell me every day, I'm not putting anybody over. I said, well, good luck with that. And he didn't. <laughs> so, but it was entertaining and, you know, if you're a wrestling fan, you're you're living as good as you can live up prior to the min- Monday Night Wars. Hey guys, need to call a quick timeout here. Wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling my listeners over at OU didn't know for a while now about all the cool things happening over at AdsFreeShows.com. A brand new series has arrived on AdFree Shows. Top of the card unpacks everything you need to know in the wrestling trading card space, and we're starting with the granddaddy of them all the 1982 Wrestling All-Stars Series A set. Now, this set was not exclusive to any one territory at the time, as we were still right at the tail end of the territory era of professional wrestling. So it was a basically a who's who in professional wrestling, with card number one being Andre the Giant. Others included in the set include Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, Ted DiBiase, and others. 20 years ago, Eric took on Stone Cold in the main event on Raw, but the real main event was the confrontation that happened backstage before the show. Now, the next week, I'm sitting in this chair, and that same guy, I don't think I had said a word to him that day. I don't think I had seen Rick up until the point he came through that door, and he's, you know, getting me, telling me to get up, get out of the chair, and he's so pissed off, he's bleeding. I'm on the phone, and he's got blood (laughs) running down his chin because he bit his lip. He was so mad, he bit the inside of his mouth. He's got blood on a backstage confrontation. I hadn't even gotten out of the chair yet. (laughs) Ad-Free Show's members got to sit shotgun alongside Kevin Nash and click this co-host, Sean Oliver, as they watch back some of the worst matches in history. None more so than the Yeti. Randy now. The mummy is not Frankenstein. You don't walk with your arms straight out. With the arms out, right? And, and, you know, a Yeti is also not a mummy, but... I don't know. Was this Jim Hurd? Who was here? Well, well, whose brainchild was this? Who gives a fuck? That's just a small taste of what we got waiting for you. With four levels to choose from, see for yourself why Ads Free Shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adsfreeshows.com.